Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast, Episode 7. I appreciate your time. I intend to add value, so I'm not going to prolong the intro. I am excited, which has been my theme. I have another guest, a guest with a very, very compelling story. We'll get into that. Without further ado, please welcome Mikhail Brown to the Dear Son Podcast. Mikhail, how are you, sir? What's going on, Derek? I'm good, man. How are you? Now, I'm blessed, man, and I appreciate you asking. I always want to start with my guests to make sure that they're really doing all right. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I've already uh, dropped the kids off this morning. Oh, boom. Yeah, yeah. It's it's So, you know, I told you I was going to homecoming. So dropping them off is like, man, I dropped them off, and I'm not going to see them till Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, and, and as a dad, you know, it's like not making sure they make it home safe today. Correct. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, their their babysitter is gonna pick them up, and I'm cool with that. But it's just, you know, that sense of like, oh my family's yeah. safe. You yeah, know, my wife's going to her homecoming, so you know, really, I'm going to homecoming, but I'm kind of gonna be on a high alert this week. And I already okay. told him because my nephew's a sheriff where her where her school is at. Okay. okay, I already told him, you know, that she's gonna be up there. Just keep an eye out if any if I call him. So. Yeah. I'm going to have fun, but I'm really going to be on high alert, man. That's just, I guess that's the dad and husband thing in me. Yeah, man. Adults need time away too, man. So don't, don't, yep. don't, don't overthink it, man. Enjoy your time. But let's, oh yeah, let's start with uh, your fatherhood story to orient you. That's just uh, where I get my, my, my conversation counterpart an opportunity okay. to just out kind of highlight, you know, their, their uh, childhood story, what your, your home environment was like, was your father in and out your home? Um, and then all the way to uh, your fatherhood story today, how many kids you have, are you married, that kind of thing. So if you could just okay. start then, then we'll keep pulling the thread, man. Okay. So my mother and father were married. Okay. Um, my dad was originally from Mississippi. My mother was originally from North Carolina. They met in New York where I was born and raised. 
um, my dad died when I was eight. Wow. But my brother, yeah, but my brother's 18 years older than me. Okay. So I do have memories of my father because he was an entrepreneur. So I remember, you know, he had, so the way my dad had his structure, he had a, a, a moving company. Okay. And he had a relationship with a furniture store. So whenever the furniture store, when he deliveries, my dad would do that. He would yes. move people. So that was the nature of his business. And so, I mean, to, to this day, I remember vividly, if I were to go to work with him, we'll get up. Yeah. My pops called me Chopper. We'll go to the, we'll go to the diner. Diners are big in New York. We'll go to the diner. I'll yeah. get the chocolate milk with pancakes. And then, you know, we'll be on the way. And that's, that's all I remember. Again, he died when I was eight. I remember when, you know, um, when it was time to go shopping or things like that. Yeah. He would put the money on the table for my mother. Right. We'd go do what we needed to do. So, and, and I, you know, I know we have some time, so I'll, yeah. I'll talk about how that actually played a part in my life. And so even till when I grew up, so I'm old, I was, I would say probably, now mind you, he died when I was eight. So I right. probably say, Maybe at the age of 24, 25, when I was still in New York, I went to the same diner and the lady remembered me from when my pops and I used to go there. Now, were you going consistently or you made a visit back after a space of time? I made a visit, right. I made okay. a visit back after a space of time. And I went in there and I was like, I just happened to go and I was like, y'all remember Charles? Like they called him Charlie B. I was like, y'all remember Charlie B? It was like, yeah, he passed away a long time ago. I was like, well, I'm his son. Wow. It was like, Wow. So wow. yeah, that um that was really cool. So So your father clearly my, left an imprint throughout right. his life. People remember him. We'll, and we'll get into that. And your brother, it, did you only have one sibling? So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the way that that worked was so my brother in turn stepped in and helped my mom because it was me and my two sisters. Oh, okay. So so okay. it's my two sisters. I'm the youngest, and then I have an older sister that's older than my brother. So basically they helped my mother around making sure we were good sure and so then even too, you know truthfully looking back at the the church aspect there were certain men in the church that also made sure that they played an intricate role in my development who who, um, who, who was responsible for um ensuring that you were in church environment were your parents on the same page my mom, your mom? My, okay. my, my, yeah, yeah okay. my, my mother and father they wasn't on the same page with that but it was okay. it was definitely my mom okay and so you know Wow, Derek, this interview has me like just thinking back, man. Take, and take your so, time, man. Take your no, time. No, no, no. It's cool yeah. because everything, everything goes, you know, it's twofold. Like it, it just shows you how life happens. And so, you know, they just made sure they would come pick me up and we would go out. Cause one of my one of my best friends, um, we grew up in the same church. His pops was there, gotcha. you know, I knew his brother. And then my uncle on my mother's side, they would come pick me up along with my cousin. And so, you know, just making sure I had that that male presence. Yeah. You know, but my brother was the one that had the biggest presence. And that's where, you know, he basically transferred over those skills of that he knew from my father, entrepreneurship, you know, taking I, care of the kids. Sure. I, I want to ask a question about your brother because you, you you're you're already speaking highly of his role in your life. Mm -hmm. How how did how did your father's death impact him and, and how was it for him to transition into that, you know, that I'm I'm kind of the, the quasi lead of the of the family, at least the, the male lead of the family. How did how did that play out? You know, because I was so young, man, I never really had that conversation with him. It was uh, just what I saw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just what I saw. I saw so at that point, 
Um, he left New York, moved to North Carolina because at that time he had, because I have a nephew that's five years younger than me. Gotcha. So at that time, at that point, he had three kids. So he moved to North Carolina, opened a convenience store, you know, because his goal was, I mean, he had to provide. And so still, you know, thankful to God, we were in a good place to where it wasn't a struggle. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? My my mom retired from JP Morgan Chase when she did retire. So it wasn't like we were okay. in a struggling situation. So it was still, you know, a solid environment. It was just making sure that I had those tools I needed um, as far as standing up for myself. Sure. You know, making sure that I'm responsible, making sure he made sure I had my first car, like all of those things he made sure that I had. He made sure that um you know, like nowadays, kids get allowance just because they feel like they just need money. Yeah, some kids, well, not mine. Me, Quick aside, some kids, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my daughter the other day, I said, what's the purpose of money? She don't talk about to spend it. I said, oh, yeah, you're, you're about to learn yeah. this lesson. We really got some work quick. to do. My yeah, kids yeah, in the same exactly. place. We got some work yeah. to do. So um, your brother was already a father. Correct. You had a nephew five years younger than you. Were you the were you the oldest responsibility he had at the time, or did he have other children that were older than you? No, no, no. I was, was the I'm, oldest. So all of his kids are younger than me. Younger than you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all of them, all of his kids are younger. Did 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 it ever seem like it was a burden to him? Nah, because it, it went just like this. I he he included me. Like I was always included. When it was when it was back to school time, I was with them buying sneakers. You okay. know, it was and the lessons that I was learning, like, seriously, Derek, I'm not even going to lie. I have a lot of shoes, like a lot. But it started with him. Yeah. Because, and, and this is what I, you know, I, I instill in my girls, well, my, at least my oldest now, keep the, my reward was if you keep one clean, you get another pair. Yeah. So, man, we got so much in common because yeah, that's the reason why I buy shoes. And I, I buy a lot of shoes because they last longer. I'm not wearing yep. one out, wearing one out, yep. wearing one out. Uh, I'm sorry. Quick aside. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How how old are your girls? So I have a, an 11-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Which one is the most like you? Oh, man. So truthfully, they all are. So okay. my 11-year-old, she's funny. Okay. She, she's funny, and she, say, she says what's on her mind. My 5-year-old, she's very meticulous. Got it. I mean, to the T, like to the point where if one of her sisters use the bathroom and they don't flush the toilet, she will not use the bathroom until they come flush the toilet. Got it. And then my youngest, she's fearless. And that's how I am. Like, I mean, like literally fearless, nothing. It, it doesn't matter. Like to the point where her teacher, her teacher got in her face and she told her teacher to back. Now, mind you, she's four. So she was in preschool. Mm hmm. Her teacher got in her face. She told her teacher, back up, get out of my face. Right. The teacher was still in her face, and she slapped her teacher. So I got her because she slapped it. Yeah. <laughs> I slapped her because I got her because she slapped the teacher, but I didn't get her. I said, I understand you telling her to get out yeah. of your face, but you can't do that to her because she's an adult. I said, but I understand. So I wasn't mad at the action. It was more yeah. along the lines of like, so then Derek, I asked the question, well, my wife asked, well, why were you in her face? Asked the teacher that question or asked your child? Yeah, my wife asked the, my wife asked the teacher, why were you in her face? I like your wife she already. Said, because she wasn't listening. 
And so then when it comes to that, I I let her I let her handle yeah, yeah. that because yeah I don't even you know I, yeah. I don't I just don't deal with that from that regard. Yeah, I I deal with it at a slightly uh, escalated level, and my wife has to be right the, the calming one. Right. So funny, meticulous, and fearless. From your memories, how much of that can you attribute to your father or his influence? Um, my father. Well, I would definitely say, um, my father was all three. Okay. So, again, back in the day, man. So just to give you, so my mom is seventy nine. My my mother remember when her and my pops sat on the sofa when Martin Luther King was assassinated. Wow. Like they remember that. Yeah. Wow. Like she she would tell me that, and so. My father had a sense of humor. My my father was a Cadillac man. Like he loved Cadillac. Okay. And his personality was he would make people get in the car based on how much you weighed. Because he didn't want you <laughs> with that suspension messing up. <laughs> Tech so, them shocks. Right, right, right. So so from that point of view, um, also from the point of view of being fearless, um, I've I've never seen it, but you know my mom has told me stories of. Matter of fact, I remember one story she told me vividly, and um, I want us because remember this is back in the day. This is when they still saw the uh, color and white sure. um, sinks sure. and bathrooms and stuff. And I remember I I can't remember exactly, but I remember she was telling me they were traveling to Mississippi, and it was dark on the dark roads, and um, my my father basically told. A uh, a white man, you know, like, hey, um, I got my family or something like that. Like, I'll handle you. Right. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't afraid of him. Right. So, um, definitely that. And from meticulous, yeah, I, I would say my pops was meticulous because I look at pictures and stuff. He when he wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, to this day, which is so crazy because my my brother passed it on to me. I got like my dad's suits. I have his fedora. Oh, nice. I still have the original. Like, I have the original. If I was thinking, I would have bought it out here to show. I have the original fedora box. It's so, wow. um, like I mean, it's it's very fragile, extremely fragile. Like when I carry, it, like I, that's why I keep it someplace where it won't, because the box, the top is torn. So I have his fedora. Um, I actually did a photo shoot years ago with his fedora because my head too big so it don't really fit how it hey i'm fit. in a, i'm in the same club man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to frame it and show my head but you right know, right yeah yeah yeah. i, I like yeah. to try on my hats in private man that's that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so i would definitely say those three those three traits um definitely did come from my pops how did uh the passing of your father impact the relationship you had with your mother um you know, being truthful, I sort of blamed her because mm. it was like, yeah, because it was like, um, I don't, I don't know exactly my reasoning for blaming, because yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to sit here and think about it, but. I can't really be like it was her fault. Right. Um, because again, I don't know the ins and outs. I just know what I saw, like as far as really how she took care. Cause like my mom was again, this is this is this is my immature mind, not understanding how parents work, right? Sure. So it's like typically you'll see somebody trying to make up for what they didn't do. So when I saw my mom always going to the hospital, always making sure my father was good when he came home, my mind says, 
I wonder if she's trying to do this to make up. Wow. You know, like that. But as time progressed, I know what the responsibility is, right? That's that for sickness and health, right? Right. So now I understand. So at that, I'm a kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm an eight, nine year old kid. I don't. I mean, I don't know. One thing I see is, oh, you know, trying to make up for what you did. It's always interesting for me to have these conversations about what our perspective was in our younger years. Uh, for I mean, clearly, as as serious of an event as losing a parent or anything that you process at that time, and then revisiting it as a parent when you right. have children that are in that same stage of life. And just right. start to start to understand that. I mean, parents were trying to figure it out too. They were just older than us, right? They yep. didn't they didn't have it all worked out, did, right? Did, I don't think I don't think you mentioned how your father passed. If that's not too invasive, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. So my my father was big in stature, so you know, and and when I say that, meaning you know, again in that era, it was work, 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 yep. work. Take care of your family. Yep. Don't worry about your health. Just work, 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 work. Take care of your family. So. My dad ended up, he had to have um, surgery on his neck. And this is my, this is my understanding of the story. He had to have surgery on his neck. And so they um, basically like replaced the neck, a bone in his neck. Mm. And so at that point, you know, and it happened as, as, as a man, a lot of men probably experienced this last year through COVID when your means of providing, you can't do anymore. Yeah. Now you get into depression, yep. you know, you, you, you experience on. Cause I'm thinking, okay, so if if I'm saying eight years when I was eight years old, so that was I'm thinking like '92, so you know what I mean. So having other means of other means of trying to provide, it doesn't exist back then. Yeah, you know. So I I feel, and to my knowledge, it was basically went into depression. Yeah, and then his desire and will to live was no longer there. Wow. So that. I can identify with that on some level being, you know, just being in positions throughout my marriage where I wasn't able to provide for my family. You really feel like right. it's more than vulnerable. You, you feel like uh, your existence is questionable. Like, why yep. are you here? You got these people in the situation, these people being your family. And now you're not holding up your end of the bargain. So I can, I can, I can empathize. I can empathize with that for sure. Now, when he passed, you said you carried some, some sense of or or your one perspective for a period was was blame on your mother or was was mm -hmm. to blame your mother at right. any point did you feel guilt for feeling that way or for the passing of your father did you carry any guilt at any point for any duration oh yeah man as i got older mm -hmm. as i got older and my mother and i started to see the sacrifices that my mother was making yeah that's when i was like Dag, like she was just doing what she was supposed to be doing. That's like, and at this point, I'm like 16, 17. I'm like, she's just doing what she's supposed to be doing, you know, because now she's being a mom, she's being nurturing. Right. So that's what she was just doing. She was just holding down, holding down her role. Um, and she still had a full time job, right? It sounds like she was yeah, like very successful, accomplished. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. So, and you know, it's so funny because again, we just had this conversation this weekend when I was, when I was at her house and, um, we always talk about, so like the generation. So my sister talks about, you know, cause my sister, my sister worked in banking or whatever. And she would talk about how hard it was for her to get off work, her husband get off work and 
excuse me, take care of her two kids, try to make dinner because they ate out a lot. And so my mother always says, well, I did it. And so we always have the conversation of like, well, it's different. It's right. different now. You know, you, you know, back then that was like the expectation. Now it's more of like a, hey, we're a team or putting unrealistic expectations on, on, on one partner and putting unrealistic expectations on the other partner. So, yeah. you know, it's a little different than it was back then. Yeah, and you and you mentioned banking, and I don't think we even I think we got so we got into the conversation so quickly. I didn't I oh, didn't yeah. even give you a proper introduction. So you're you're a training operations specialist with a focus on the banking industry where you train bankers. Correct. Is Correct. that is that fulfilling? Yeah, man, it really is because I did not know. So you know, when you do something, mm -hmm. you don't realize how many people don't know about it. For sure. For sure. You know, and For so sure. When I when I talk to them and the first question, I just started doing this within the last train. And the reason why I started doing this is because the feedback I was getting about how they felt being on teams. Mm -hmm. So my first question I asked them, um, do you all feel like you're bankers? And they said no. And so then I said, why? And they're like, because we're not physically working in the bank. I said, well, let's talk about what you do to help the customer. I said, are those the same things that you do when you actually go inside of a bank? It was like, yeah. I said, well, then that makes you a banker. So it is fulfilling. It's yeah. fulfilling because of I have the opportunity to take my experience yeah. and explain it to where they understand. Gotcha. Eight years old is a very young age to yeah, lose man. a parent. What things, what guidance do you wish you had specifically from your father? And I'm not discrediting or dismissing your brother stepping in, but right, right, right. Man, man, um, if I could have just talked to my father about XYZ. I would say developing structure earlier on. Tell me more. So when I say developing structure earlier on, so um my father, like I knew how to hold on to money. Like I knew that, like that, because okay. that's what I saw. I always saw walk with cash, walk with cash. Like I, I've always seen that. And when I would say, uh, do things like understanding, now this is crazy coming from somebody that works in the banking industry, but understanding, okay, technically you should have three types of accounts. You know, one where you pay yourself mm. 10%, 10% which you're entitled to pay yourself 10%. Mm. Another one is just, you know, play money or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then the other one to take care of your responsibilities. So I would definitely say that's something that I wish because that's the unspoken in the community at during that age. Almost to the day. It's right. Nice. How, it's to, how to structure your check. How yeah. to structure your check. Like literally my wife and I, every single paycheck, every single dollar is accounted for something. We don't just put money, we don't just take it and be like, oh, yeah, we just gonna make it rain with the with the uh with the money gun. No, 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 no. Because it's down there. to the penny. Yeah. Everything is structured out. Yeah. So I, I I would say um just helping me in creating that that structure. Um that understanding is, the perseverance through entrepreneurship. That is a um it's not for everybody. Right. Yeah. And there have been times in my life where I call myself an entrepreneur because it was cool. 
And then when the lessons came, I backed out because I had a job. I think at right. this stage of life, I understand it differently. And it's very important for me, for my kids to understand that and see it. And uh, just have something to create for your for your family, for your last name, because you can't give them your job. Right. You can't give them right. your job. What do you what do you think your father's and it, and it's hard because you didn't have a lot of um years where you were where you would know how to assess his entrepreneurship mm-hmm. approach. Do you think there's anything that that just kind of was innate in you that you were going to be an entrepreneur and you attribute to him? And and one one other thing, he he was an entrepreneur. Your mother was in traditional corporate America, correct? Right. Were they right. on the same page with that? Yeah. Okay. My mother did. My mother did whatever she wanted with her checks. Okay. Okay. It's a beautiful yeah, life. She did what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She did whatever she wanted with her. She did whatever. Okay. My father and she. My mother said this to this day. She's like Charles never knew how much money I made because it didn't matter. Because it didn't matter. And so, and which is crazy because. Entre- truthfully, it was like this for me. And and to be real with you, I think if my father would have been living, I probably wouldn't have went to college, being being 100% honest. I get that. Because my dad knew entrepreneurship, my brother, entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was innate for me to be an entrepreneur. You know, my mom was more like, um, I mean, it was the thing like, hey, go to school, right? So go to school, get a good job, get married, live happily ever after. That's yeah. the pain, That's the painted yeah. picture. So, um, I think if he was living, that probably would have—I I probably would have just been a full-blown entrepreneur, and I would—and that's when my grind would have started. Because there was days where I, again, I remember this stuff. There was days when my father wasn't coming home because sometimes he would say he was out moving people, yeah. you know. So I mean, I mean, that's that's what he told me. Right? Is that true or not? Yeah, I don't know, but this, you know, this is not a dad bashing platform. We don't, we don't, right, 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 engage right. in that. Yeah, 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 right. So, in terms of your, it's very interesting that you said that about college because I, I want my children to have options, right? And if college right. makes sense for them, I want to understand where they, where they're trying to go, right? And let's map that out. If college is a part of that, great. But let's make sure we understand that, you know, what, what the ROI is for the courses of action that we're going to take. And of course they'll do some things. They'll, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll bump their heads, but that's my approach. That's not the approach I had growing up. It was the same as you go to college, get a good job, work 40 years for us. It's probably 60 years really in that traditional <laughs> right. program. Um, but, but what, how do you feel? How does that influence the way that you're, um, that you're that you're raising your children is college. What's that conversation like? Do they understand entrepreneurship? Yeah, uh, yeah. So my daughter, which how she got to that kind of got on my nerve, but I couldn't say anything back. I couldn't get it for it. So my daughter, what she would do is my daughter has um, she likes to do nails and makeup. Oh wow, the eleven so, year old. Yeah, the eleven year old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she'll. So we bought her like the fake um, mannequin head and stuff like that. Sure. So. She'll what she was doing was she was making the nails. She'll bring get the the press on nails. Yeah, come home and I, I'm gonna be real. She does a really good job. Like seriously. Yeah. She'll come home, design them, put them in her little Ziploc bag, and take them to camp. And she was selling them. Nice. And so you know, but she was selling them and then, but she wasn't really like she was selling for like five dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she didn't understand. That's you're not really. You could get more for that. Yeah. Um. 
So she understands, like, like she's she's happy about the podcast, and you know, she's like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna be podcasters!" Yeah. So you know, yeah, she understands the concept of entrepreneurship. She also understands um, education. So, like, you know, she was asking my wife and I about homecoming today. Okay. Um, so what's that like? Make sure y'all take pictures. I can't wait till y'all can take us. Yeah. You know, so my wife is Greek, so you know the girls love that, and you know they talk about the little being Greek and stuff. So they they are basically they're understanding and they're seeing uh, both parts of it. And the conversation is, mommy and daddy are doing this so that we can create a legacy for y'all. Absolutely. And expressing to her, I'm like, Alex, you know, once we put this on uh, YouTube, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And she's like, I know. That means like I can see that when I'm like a grown person. So yeah. that's the that's the theory behind um, how I how I teach them and, and and what we believe in the house. I think that's awesome, and I I think it's our duty not to stifle their creativity, their imagination, right. facilitate it yep. to the point that it makes sense and it's not, you know, doesn't doesn't harm them in any way. Something just hit me about the dynamic between you and your brother. Okay. Do you? Did you really have a brother relationship? Because he had to no. step in so early. Right. Yeah. What, right. Do you, do, so how do you process that now? You both, is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he's still alive. And it's still, it's still challenging, man, because it's like the, it's like the silent, it's like silent. Yeah. Like the unspoken. It's, it's, it sounds it weird. It is weird. Yeah. And so this is why it's weird because it's like, um, so, it's like one of those who should call who situations. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because it's like, in my mind, it's like, you should call me, you the older brother. And probably in his mind, it should be like, you should call me because I'm, I've am i sort of been like your dad. You I've get what I'm so saying? Much, yeah, he's done so much for you. You kind of Right, yeah, so it's like, Right. So, so, you know, but, but, but our relationship is solid. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not weird or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, uh, understanding like the lines are so fine. So it's like, um, I get, I, I get asked this question a lot and it's like, if you could have one last conversation with your dad, what would it be? And I really wouldn't want to have a conversation. It would have just be like, so you know when your kids, when they look, they'd be like, Dad, look what I did. Yeah. yeah. That's what it would be for me. I it would be that. more like a, I could take my life, right? And be like, Dad, look what I did. And just hear, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud that's, of you. Like, that's it. If I could have one last conversation, that's what it would be. And so that stems over to my brother. It's like a, and it, and I'm not saying this in a negative way. It's more like a I'm approved to you that I don't need you. I get that. I get that. You you get what I'm saying? I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if if he looks at me as one of his children, and I need him, it's gonna always be a need to right tell me what path I need to take for my life. What, at what age did that become your reality? Where it's like you. You're become was it at the stage where you were becoming a man? Was it when you had children? Like where did that revelation come from? Come to you that I need to demonstrate I don't need to be needy. 
So that happened when I really did my first real business venture. So at this point, I was married. Um, my daughter probably was one at the time. And so this is when I got into my first my first business venture ever was um, socks. Okay. So I had a brand called Knits. Um, I had a, uh, like I literally designed it. I, my first thing was, when this is when I first started understanding international um, makeup quantity and stuff like that. I had five styles, but 500 pair of five styles. Oh, wow. Right. First business ever. And so, you know, when I got my samples, I'm telling my brother, I'm like, look, you know, I'm, I'm showing them. Yeah. And so my, my brothers always did big business deal. Like it wasn't, you know, oh, sell $15 pair of socks. You know, yeah. it was more like, oh, I'm going to sell this car. So much to the point where he, he he because my brother has a um, car lot. Okay. So what he'll do is, you know, of course, you know, you have the car sitting on a lot, but more so um, part of the game is he'll buy with low miles mm-hmm. one place and then take them someplace else and sell them in bulk. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because gotcha. they'll have city miles on them. Gotcha. Versus try to put them all out there. And, you know, like that's that's one part of the game. Yeah. And so I remember he's like, man, I'm telling you, you know, you got to get in. You got to get into these cars. You got to get into these cars. And I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not my thing. And so when he, so he said to me, he was like, you don't do something because it's not your thing. You do what you got to do to take care of your family. Gotcha. But that didn't resonate. Cause guess what? I was in, I went to school, had a good job. Yeah. I was taking care of my family. This was just something to be like, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. And it, it transpired. Like, over the years. And one thing that he said to me that, that has me with that, um, that I'm going to show you that I don't need you was, he said, don't just be an educated employee. That's and so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when he said, don't be an educated employee to me, that's like, Oh, okay. Well, let me show you what I can do with my education gotcha. and these two things right here and yeah. this thing right here. Yeah. I mean, I, I I I don't know what his uh what his intent or what the application. Well, you you explain the application, but just applying that to my life right now, I tell that to my employees. Like, I, I want you to be valuable in the industry. Don't just be valuable to this company. I want you. Right. To, I want you to have value and worth. Did you through those conversations? Did you ever feel like c- compete might be an aggressive term? But did you ever feel? like your projects were smaller because they weren't stacking up to the level of what he was doing, or at least initially, like you said, you had socks, he had cars, your father had a whole moving company. Did you ever feel like you had to measure up to what they demonstrated and what they accomplished? Nah. And the reason why I said it is because so conversations with my mother, she understood my level of intellect because I would always talk to her and we would talk about things on the news and we would talk about what's going on. And and that was first part of where my structure came was um, initially, well, by the time I finished undergrad, I was a business major. So that's when my mother was like, Hey, you know, watch the news if you want to know how to dress and how to talk and how to, you know, not don't use filler words, you know, like those are the things that that's how I was structured. Um, That's how it was. And so, I didn't feel like I had a need to compete because I always feel that each generation need, what is that? Each one teach one. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Sure. And and what is that? Um, and I I don't like the I don't like to quote the scriptures if I don't know it exactly. But basically, it talks about there's a need for the old and the young because so much one is strong and one knows the way. Right. And so, wisdom versus what experience. Happened? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I knew that there would be a time that my knowledge would come together with his experience. And so that's what happened when it came time to him um, purchasing a piece of commercial property where a hot dog stand was going to be. Gotcha. And so that's when it was like, okay, excuse me. He's like, so how should I structure it? He needed you. Um, right. Like, so how should I structure it? What are the things I should do here? What, what color is this? Can you do the logo? Can you do this? Check this. I need this. Check. So it became, you know, like, wow. My brother's really knowledgeable. Yeah. Did he respect you differently at that point or was it just not? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's a huge difference um, now. But so when I remember now, and this is what I'm going to say, again, showing like father figures and stuff. So remember, I was like my best friend's dad that was in a church. He was a deacon. Okay. And so fast forward. So his, so my best friend, his, his um, brother that's older than him, has now moved to Charlotte. And so people don't know unless they have conversations with you. So he came to my house. We had a conversation. He was like, yo, I need you to take a look at my portfolio to make sure my advisor is doing the right thing for me. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's no longer looked at as my my little brother or my little brother's best friend. Yeah, It's like Mikel has acquired this knowledge and these skills over the years where it can be helpful and beneficial. What does your brother mean to you? Man, a lot. My brother means a lot. Um, he really, he showed me how to be a dad, man. He did. He yeah. showed me how to be a dad. Because um, my brother got, I want to say, uh, Think it's either five or six kids, mm -hmm. and although they're all not by the same person or the same woman, mm -hmm. they all know each other. I'm talking about, I'm talking about to the point where like they'll fight for one another. You yeah. know, I just saw two of my nephews. Um, I just saw two of my nephews the other day, and it's so crazy because he means so much to me that his kids mean that to me too. Gotcha. So gotcha. I even I even got back home from Raleigh. I got back from home from Raleigh late because I was there talking to two of his kids for like two hours. Mm -hmm. And 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 the importance for me, Derek, of having these conversations with my my nephews, especially my nephews, is again, we only know what our mind is exposed to. Absolutely. And so it's my responsibility to expose them to more. Sure. Even when it comes to opportunities of making money. Yeah. So if, if you only know, you know, selling cars is the way that's going to make you money. Yeah. Let me tell you about this. I was talking to my nephew about um, his house because he was like, he wanted to move and he was just thinking of some other things of how to generate some additional income. Mm -hmm. I was like, nephew, your house is on the lake. You know, like, yeah. that's Not a great Airbnb opportunity. For sure. You know, he was like, I never even thought about that. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I give them the information. What they do with it, that's a, that's completely up to them. Application is on them. Yeah, but he definitely, man, he he definitely um, means a lot. Like, 
looking at, yo, Derek, the last, <laughs> the last job I remember my brother having was back in the day. Now, mind you, my pops died when I was eight. So I still, yeah. again, remember my brother was in Manhattan handing out flyers for Nathan's. Like letting them know about, right. Yeah. Letting them know about hot dog specials. Yeah. That's that was the, the last, last job he had. That's, that's the last job I remember my brother had. Yeah. 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 I'm just, that, that is a, that is definitely life goals for me. I've had a job way, way too long. I'm thankful for yeah. it. But wow. So it, is your brother proud of you? Have you had that conversation? Oh yeah. He just told me, it's funny you said that. He just told me that the other day. He just told me that the other day. He was like, you know, cause we were talking about a car. Cause I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm getting ready to, I, not yet, but I think in January I want to buy a car. Okay. Um, I had a car, but working from home, I don't need it, so I sold it. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about buying a car. And so when we were having the conversation for the car, I was like, I'm looking online, looking online, getting prices. I was like, what am I doing? So I called my brother. I was like, Hey, this is what I this is what I want to do as far as a car choice. Um, he was like, because my brother calls me Duke. He was like, Yo, Duke, they 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 run it high right now. So we got Chopper and Duke. Yeah, Chopper and Duke. Yeah. Yes. So um, he was like, they running high right now. I said, all right, well, um, just let me know how much it costs. You know, I'm going to go to my bank and get the paperwork and stuff there. And uh, he was like, okay. So then he started telling me about real estate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's like, I know you got your own thing going on. But remember, um, I think, uh, I don't know if I told you or I told someone else that People get the same level of gratification when talking about themselves when, as they do when it comes to eating and making money. Yep. So, you know, him telling me about the real estate opportunities that's because, I mean, that's a big deal for somebody to sell, you know, your first piece of commercial real estate. Yeah. You know, especially like matter of fact, yeah, he sold it last year during the pandemic. How, how long did so, he hold it? Oh, wow. We had that property. Um, I want that. How long do we have it? I want to say we had that property for like ten years. Oh yeah, so some upside, upside. Right. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he walked away to the bank. Okay. <laughs> he that's what he did. He walked from the closing to the bank. That's okay. that's how that went. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, and I was I played a huge part in that as well. Okay. And so him seeing my ability to operate business from the from the side of you know education versus experience that's like okay he values that because i had a conversation with one of my homegirls she has a phd and she was saying um now that which is still not really spoken of but now people are starting to view experience as it's called non-traditional education so right based on the amount of years you've been doing a thing it's like okay you technically can go to a school and it will give you a degree in that particular subject because yeah. it's just non-traditional. Um, it's just a non-traditional education. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely, he definitely tells me. And, um, you know, again, he's like, he always says, I know you got your own thing going on, but I just want to show you how to have multiple streams of income. So that's his biggest thing. Yeah. He definitely tells me that. That's, that's one thing I know for sure that he's definitely proud. Mikhail, this has been, a very enlightening conversation for me. I, I admittedly, I've never lost a parent, so I can't, I can't empathize with what that is like. The way your life 
uh, has panned out. It seems like your village stepped in to make sure that you weren't lacking anything. Your brother played a huge part. And I think the most impressive thing for me is that you recognize all of that and you're grateful. And, yeah. and, and I want to, I want to understand as we, as we start to, 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 to wrap up, how has, how have these events impacted the way that you parent? Like are certain things, I would imagine that certain things are more important or you see things as more important than maybe somebody that hasn't lost a parent. So you're, you're more aware of time and, and pouring into your children. And I don't want to put that, that answer on you, but do you think you have a different, probably a more informed perspective on the importance of parenthood having lost a parent early in your life? Oh yeah. Being present, mm. being present is major. Yeah. You know, um, and this is, again, this is, we talking about dads here. But, you know, I, I, you already know, Derek, my wife and I, we were separated last year. So me having my kids every other week, that was the hardest thing for me to do, but also the most important thing for me. Yeah. Because I had to remain present. Like that is that being present and understanding that um, your journey as a dad is your own journey. Because if you don't, if you don't um, educate yourself on different ways to do different things, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is goes back to that um, only knowing what you know. And so then you're going to try to raise your kids based on what you know versus, hey, let's let's expound um, on what we know and expand our brain. And right. That's what I was just about to say. Seek more, absorb more. And the more you do that, the more opportunity, you know, so that's, those are the things that I challenge myself with making sure I'm present, making sure I'm always, I'm forever learning, Yeah. you know, making sure I'm always asking, um, my wife and I ask, is there anything you need in a moment, but making sure that that's asking my girls, um, is there anything you need from daddy? You know, like that's, that's like, so today, so I had to get a rental car to go to the homecoming. And so when yeah. I picked it up last night, my oldest daughter, you know, she don't know no car signal. She just jumped in the car. She's like, I'm going with daddy. So she jumps in the car. Yeah. Well, the other two, they're in booster seats. So they're screaming and hollering in the car with my wife. I want to ride with daddy. But it was already late. So we wanted to get him home. Yeah. So um, my wife was like, she's like, hey, can you make sure you take them in the car? And I already knew in my mind, like I had to, I had to do that for them because I don't ever want my kids to feel like I'm treating any one of them different than the other. So they get in the car today. They're like, Oh wow. Thanks. I'm glad. Yeah. I like this car. So I had to make sure that I did that. So staying present, making sure that I'm teaching them and I'm always learning. Man, I, as enjoyable as this conversation has been, the aha moment for me was just now. Is there anything you need in the moment? Asking your children that. Yeah. Asking your spouse that for sure. But that like I, I it just hit me that I I have a habit of allowing like I'll collect I'll collect um mental notes about things that are happening with a child and I'll get to it at some point, right? Right. That's a terrible approach. Because it, it do they need anything in the moment? I don't think I've but ever I'm, asked I'm working my, on that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Derek. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, oh, this, oh, 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 you're, okay. helping, okay. you're helping me. <laughs> you're helping me right now. I'm sure you're helping somebody else, but I, I've never thought to be that considerate of 
my children. And it's not like, do you need a thing? Do you need, that's really powerful, man. And I, and, and I hope it resonates with the audience. Like it's hitting me. And if not, thank you for hitting me like a ton of bricks, but right. there's such an expectation that we have mentally of what our kids are supposed to be and what they're supposed to need and not need. And my problem has been not communicating those expectations. So the gap is just bigger, right? I'm expecting this right. act, this behavior out of you, but I haven't told you that I'm expecting this. Compound that with me not even asking on a regular basis, do you need something right now? Not do you need me to buy something? Is there something that you need? Is there something, is there a gap in your life right now? Right. That I need, that's, thank you. <laughs> you you're welcome, thank man. You. And again, I, so it's easy for me to ask that when I'm not distracted. So like prime example, you know, I work till seven. So if I'm upstairs and I'm in a Zoom, you know, they already know, like everyone knows what time my kids come. Because I think when we talk first time, you saw my kid, my daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. came up. So they, they already that. know. Yeah. Right. So they already know. But I got to realize. So it's kind of like, baby, daddy's working. You know, like, give me a second. And then you can tell me about your day. And I want to see the lip glosses that you got, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's trying to trying to balance that being occupied yeah and like but my wife really helps with that like my wife would be like babe they talk to me i'd be like i'm sorry what That's you need baby big struggle for me like my, my yeah. wife would say the same thing like did you see him standing there for for for, for three minutes <laughs> no <laughs> no i was i was right. on, i was on a call you know right yeah wow. yeah yeah so yeah definitely man it's mm. it's, it's 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 developing and i, I mean i'm again if you would have had this conversation with me 2019, um, not even 2019. Well, yeah, 2019 before yeah. the pandemic, I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't even even said, is there anything I could do for you in the moment? That wouldn't yeah. even been in my vocabulary, man. Yeah, me, I, I wasn't mature enough to have these conversations last right. year, let alone right. two or three years ago. And right. I, was, I was always, I was always about to go on another trip for work. And I realized, mm. we, my wife and I had a conversation about it uh, on, our, on our other podcast, I realized that I was telling myself that my marriage was good because I was able to get away and tolerate things that were bothering me and not talk about it. So if something, uh, if, if I had a problem, I'm the type that I can suppress it long enough to where I could put it in a box to say, okay, I, I'll just manage this internally. But I was going so, so much every, every two or three weeks, I could get away from addressing the actual problem. Mm. I come back less irritated about it and think that the problem was resolved. Wow. But, but, but it wasn't, man. So pre, yeah, so right. pandemic, the, the, the collateral damage for the pan, like from the pandemic for me has been a blessing. You know, I've, right. I've experienced COVID, so I'm not trying to dis be dismissive. You know, I've experienced family right. loss through COVID. What I'm taking from it through my experience that God has afforded me is I needed to pause. I needed to pause. I needed to be right. Uh, more real with myself. I needed to get to know my family. And the, yeah. the the crazy thing is, not crazy, but the good thing is I actually I like my family. But I didn't I didn't get that <laughs> I didn't get that until the pandemic. Like you you always say love my kids and you want to celebrate your kids and, and and sometimes it becomes a thing, right? Where adults are competing. My kid this my kid yeah my kid is great. I like my family. I man right. I, I can't even tell you how to get to my office right now. Like right. if, if right. I had to go to the office quickly right now, mm -hmm. I have to put in the GPS because I don't, <laughs> I, I haven't been there in, in 18 months, but it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and 
I, I've definitely, I mean, that last piece, man, I'm, I'm still, do you need anything from me? That's, that's, that's big, man. So the, the way I want to close out, um, the way I've consistently, consistently been closing out conversations when I have a guest or a conversation counterpart, because mm-hmm. uh, we family now, um, right, right, right. is, is what I call, it's a, it's a, a, uh, a segment I call Father to Father, right? Is where okay. I'm, I'm seeking advice from my conversation counterpart mm-hmm. about what advice would you offer me about fatherhood? And it could be anything along that spectrum, but given your experience, um, your education, your knowledge, your wisdom, I'm asking you to impart some of that on me in the Father to Father closing segment what would you tell me what's your advice to me as a father so um what's the what's the because i know you got five kids what's so you have a mixture of boys and girls right yeah oh man you're gonna put me on the spot so i have three girls two boys that's not the hard part but they are 18 15 14 8 and 6 right now okay so this is what i was so you know i have all girls yeah yeah yeah. and what made me what made me come to this conclusion was you know so so people try to joke like oh you got all girls girl dad yes i do have all girls but i have so many nephews so i'm okay with being a girl dad yeah and you know this whole thing of high value men that's going around and so i would say because i had this so because because i had to have this conversation on my facebook page because somebody said oh i don't know how you deal with having all girls and so it hit me when I said this to them. I said, it's easy because I'm doing two things. Showing them what a quote unquote high value man looks like. Mm-hmm. And their mom is teaching them how to be a quote unquote high value woman. Sure. Sure. And so father to father, I would say, in showing your boys and showing your daughter, more so teaching your boys and showing your daughters, Mm -hmm. that's what I would give you. Because if we instill in them the value now, when they get to the age of wanting to say, will you marry me or say I do? That's scary. Right, it is. But they'll understand their value. Sure. You know that what I'm saying? Like, yeah, perfect yeah, sense. They highly understand their value of, oh, wait, you think you're just going to date me? Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Because guess what? Daddy's going to take care of me until the right man comes along. Yeah. And I, because I, I tell my daughters all the time, they're like, Daddy, when can I date? I say, you can date when whoever you're dating can show me financially that they can take care of all of your bills and mommy and daddy's bills. And I need to see that the money is made legally. <laughs> I like yeah. I like that extra layer of mom and daddy's bills. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's what, that's what I would definitely say, father to father. Well, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, it, it's been a pleasure, man. I, I'm glad we we were we were able to link up, and I hope this is not our last conversation. I know. Oh nah, man. I, I have I other told platforms. Coming to Texas, oh, and we and we gonna make it happen. If you if you get any within four hours of the city, you know what I mean, we gonna we gonna figure it out. We are gonna figure it out. Absolutely. But I, I know that you have a couple of platforms. Um, so if you want to okay. give that information out, I you know I'm. This is about helping and building others. Um, right. Sharing platforms. So tell the folks what else you have going on. 
So um, we have, my wife and I have a Before You Go There podcast. And so basically the gist, our podcast has two components. The first component is we talk about our journey of being separated. Okay. And um, the punch the punch to that is we both started cheating on each other at the same exact time in the same exact year and month. Well, that's that. And if yeah, that's, that's not worth the listen, I don't know <laughs> right. what it is. And, and, and just to give you a, a gist of it, so we compare marriage to melted chocolate. So basically saying, if you don't nurture it, so... You didn't. You didn't hear. You never heard us talk about that, Derek. The Mercer chocolate piece. Dog, I saw. If if it's on the episode that's up there, I told you I saw it. But I gotta get. I gotta get through my work week before we. Okay. Oh yeah. So so yeah, we didn't put it. It's, so basically, if you think about a chocolate bar, let's. And I just say Hershey because I know that's the one you can see yeah, yeah. the word Hershey on top of. Yeah. And you take that piece of chocolate, which is the equivalent of when you first got married. It's perfect. Looks good. Yeah. Take that chocolate and you sit it outside in the sun. It's gonna melt, right? So that's the equivalent to you, your your first disagreement, your first level of miscommunication in your marriage, and you take that chocolate and you put it back in the refrigerator, right? So you brush the conversation under the rug. When you look at that, or you put the chocolate in the freezer. When you look at that chocolate, it's not it doesn't have the same look yeah, yeah. and mold Form, yeah. that it right when you first put it in there. So now, again, you do the same process: take it out, put it back. Take it out, put it back. Eventually, the chocolate evaporates and fades away, and that's what happened to our marriage. We was looking, making everything wow. like it was okay, wow. and it evaporated. Wow. So, yeah. Link in the description below. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna definitely listen to that this weekend. I, I, I saw that title. I was like, oof. I gotta be. Oh yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah. I, I, Why I, did I, I cheat? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I gotta be in a, a good headspace to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Again, man, I appreciate you uh, to the listeners. If you made it this far into the podcast, you deserve, you owe it to yourself to like and subscribe. It's the only thing, I mean, it's only right that you do that. If you invested this much time, you should be a member of this family and this community because we're trying to learn and grow. Uh, if you're listening on the audio experience, please follow on the platform of choice. I have enjoyed this conversation. I know you have as well get active in the comments. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.